Okay, uh, I, I have a friend on the phone right now, Brian Carter. Uh, I've been wanting to have him on the podcast for, for a while. He's actually kind of the inspiration for my new, well, I was going to say resurgence of the podcast, but I think I haven't been doing this very much recently, so the, the resurgence that started in like December, uh, he had, Brian's my friend who, uh, we were talking one night and he was wanting to start a podcast and, uh, I was like, we were just talking, I think I had, this is so interesting, <laughs> the, uh, I had my podcast going for a little while, I had like 10 episodes, but this was like a few years ago, and then, uh, Brian was trying to figure out how to get his podcast on iTunes, and I kind of tested putting mine up on iTunes just to figure it out for him. And then I was like, "Oh wow, I can, I, I, I want to start doing this more." So that kind of kicked, kicked. It was kind of inspired by, by Brian. So I, I've wanted to have him on this thing, uh, since that since then. He's a uh, one of my good friends, and uh, I always have fun talking to him. And he's got a lot of interesting things to say about hunting and fishing, which are things that I don't have a lot of experience with. So I'm going to stop talking and let you, you can talk. <laughs> well, that, that first, the, the first time we tried, like tried to do a podcast, like without, like when I had it and it was on like Google voice or something, mm -hmm. it just didn't pan out. Like it was, it's, it's, it's strange. Like how, fucking difficult it is to like actually do a podcast like yeah it's not you know like you think like it's just like buddy sitting down and like you know talking with the microphone or yeah. just record a, a voice conversation over the phone but it's like you can't do it that way i think it's easier if uh, you're in the same place yeah and if we could just meet up but you're you're in nashville and i'm in like around fort uh, worth so we kind of have to do it this way yeah. for now and like I, I can't see like you know like if like when you start start your sentence and then finish it, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're like gonna compound more, but if you're like just like mum mumbling off into like on. nothing, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I never do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I want I want to talk I want to talk about hunting and fishing with you. Okay. Because, like, you're not a hunter and fisherman. Right. And, uh, I think, uh, I think like, a, a lot of outdoorsmen get a bad rap as being, like, rednecks. Uh-huh. And I'm hoping I'm, I'm not, I'm not becoming that. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to quell the, the redneck vibe on, on, on hunters and fishermen. Okay. Like we're just we're just dudes that you know like to like to eat good food and be outside. Hmm. <clears throat> just so everybody knows, like I haven't talked to Brian in in maybe a mo month or maybe a few a few weeks ago we talked. He just texted me yeah, like about yeah, we fifteen minutes ago and was like. Hey, I'm ready to do a podcast. I was like, "Oh, okay." So I, like, it's a Saturday yeah. night, and uh, I was just sitting here, and so I'm like throwing throwing up all the recording equipment, and uh, so we're just kind of 
suddenly talking. And uh, so that's what's going on. It's a late night uh, talk about hunting and fishing. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, hosted, I was just trying to give some context. By, what? Hosted, hosted by Jeff Grant. Yeah, is the, this, the expert. Or is this like, you, like, are you, is, is this the Jeff, like, what is your podcast name? I, I, I can't remember. It's called Jeff Grant's Evolving Podcast. Evolving Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is Jeff Grant's Evolving Podcast with special guest Brian, Brian Carter of at Brian Goes Wild. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We need to talk yeah. about the Brian yeah. Goes Wild thing. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, man. Okay, so at Brian Goes Wild is uh, it's just an Instagram feed, but it's a uh, like. I grew up. I grew up hunting and hunting and fishing like uh, like private land as a, as a kid with uh, my stepdad, <laughs> and like I'd never been on public land ever. So the difference, like private land, is like privately owned. Like somebody owns the land if they're it's their land. Public land is like uh, I hunt on on state land, Tennessee state land. So it's it's funded by uh, by hunters and fishers. Every time you go and buy uh, like a firearm or uh, a, a fishing pole, like a lure, like it, it's fu- it's funding the state land. In Tennessee, then the one that I hunt the most is uh, the Cheatham County WMA, and it's a uh, and I'm, I'm going to say it's twenty thousand acres and change, like twenty thousand. I think Gosh. one night. And this is the one you go to all the time. Yeah, it's just uh, outside of Ashland City. Oh, okay. beautiful property. It's off off the uh, the, the Cumberland River. Yeah. Uh, but the river doesn't run through the property. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's I, like I rolling hills. Like the, the, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you, uh, so you kind of have this Instagram account, or you, it's called Brian Goes Wild. Yeah, the, the Instagram account was was started because I found out about public lands and. Hunting on public lands is, for the most part, much more incredibly different and difficult and more difficult than than hunting on private land, because you're you're sharing, you know, a, a vast amount of property with everybody that can access it. Like it is, it's public lands. Like, you know, you could go onto it. Uh, you know, my neighbors, like every anybody in in in, in the world, can go onto this piece of land and do what they please. Uh, to hunt and fish. So, and you can. I wanted to like doc. Go ahead. I was I was just gonna say you can, can you camp out there or. No, not on not on this not on this property. It's a because it's a wildlife management area. You can't you can't camp. So it's, it's like you can go out at daybreak and you have to be off the property at sunset. Okay. So it's not like a. It's not hiking trails. Like it, it is. It's set up. It's set up for like hunters, fishers, and uh, I mean, it's, it's set up for sportsmen. Okay. Uh, you can go out and do a day hike, but there aren't like uh, cultivated trails. You know, there's no, there's no 
not an officer or a group of there's no team that's and that's going out and making trails and you know bridges across creeks or anything of that nature uh it's it's a two track can you hear the motorcycle i heard it a little bit a little bit it wasn't too loud that's okay but there's a there, there's a two track a two track is just like a a dirt road like a for a, for a, like a, a full size vehicle it's called we call it a two track and uh there's a two track that goes from like the inlet in like the that's right outside of Ashland City deep into the uh two hundred or twenty thousand acres. But uh like other than that, like you're you're blazing a trail. Like you're getting out of your vehicle, you're walking out into the woods and like you have to know how to get back to your vehicle. I was gonna say, do you ever get lost uh, out there? Uh Sometimes, I mean, like, luckily, like, I have some good training, but with land nav and, and that sort of thing, so I know, I know, like, how to get back to the vehicle. I would imagine if it got dark, like, I would have some trouble, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah uh, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, that, that, yeah, uh, that, that, that part's just fine. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, the, the brine goes wild. So it was, it was like trying to get out and like document like public land hunting. Uh-huh. And to kind of spread the word about it a little bit. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, no, no. Just just to document it like my adventure into it. It's not even not necessarily to spread the word of, of public land. Because uh, I like as a hunter and fisherman, like I don't talk to other hunters and fishers and about where I go. Like it's a, it's kind of a, like a private deal. It's like this is my whole, you know, this is this is my hunting area. Uh-huh. You know, you have to you have to go out and find your own. Uh, it was just just more just documenting me going out and and like learning it. about it, kind of figuring it out. Learning about it and have you ever watched hunt, hunting shows or fishing shows? I mean, a little bit, not very often. Yeah. Like most hunting and fishing shows, like all all you see is like like a successful like hunt, or you know the dude catching the fish, and it's like a perfect fish. Right. But that's that's just not the way it is. Like every time you go out to hunt or fish, like you're you're wanting that. Like that's what you're striving for. Yeah. And it it rarely happens. <laughs> like you wanted to show like what, what it's really like out there. Yeah. Under yeah, norm, but, kind of normal yeah, circumstances. Yeah, you go out and, like, and, like, it, it, it's hard to, like, create content by yourself yeah. when, you know, you're out there and you're trying to be quiet. <laughs> you know, you're trying to, you know, create content of hunting and fishing, mm-hmm. but the thing that you're trying to do is be quiet and, and look like you're not a human in, in the woods. Right. So, you know, like, video equipment does, does, does not help. Right, but uh, yeah, and and most of the time, like you're you're just sitting in a, a spot for hours on end, waiting for something to come your way. But uh, and I thought it was a great idea for for like a for <laughs> to document you know this sort of thing. But like I realized, like it's incredibly fucking boring. <laughs> like, like for I mean, 
many pictures of trees can I take? <laughs> like how many? Like I, I can take pictures of like a of of deer scat. Uh, and like they're rubbing. Like they'll rub and like piss. Like when they're in heat, or when the when the bulls are are in heat. Mm-hmm. But like, like, like who cares about that? Like most people, like that's why hunting and fishing shows are set up that way. People want to see like the big fish or like the big buck, you know. So I'm I'm, I'm at an impasse with with the whole as Ryan goes wild. Like, is it is it relevant? Like, should that be something that people? I don't know. You know what I mean? It, I know it, when it, we were talking about it, like a few months ago, you had started. I think you'd started the. Instagram account, and you were talk- you were wanting to start a podcast or maybe some kind of like video version. It's kind of like a a uh, is brand the right word or it's kind of just this yeah, yeah, yeah. thing you were yeah, wanting to start, but you weren't yeah, sure that like yeah. what avenue to go down with it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you have. I would There's think. A- or, what were you gonna say? Oh, go ahead. You were on something. I was going to say, uh, as a person who isn't very interested in hunting normally, like I'm def I'm I like I like your pictures because it's like oh that's Brian, but I know that you've made connect- <laughs> yeah, I mean you've yeah. made connections with a lot of people who are who are into that kind of stuff who would share that interest. Or ha- haven't you? I, uh, on Instagram, at least. Yeah. Uh, well, through Instagram and then through uh, a group called uh, BHA, it's Back Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, mm-hmm. uh, conservation group that's throughout the state. Uh, and then also like Trout uh, Trout Unlimited, Ducks Unlimited, like these these groups of people that like. It's funny, like most of us like. I, I, I say us. Like, most hunter and fishermen, like, care about the habitat because we want to be out on the habitat. So we've, we've become, like, like a strange group of hippies. Like, all, all we want is, like, is, like, good water, good, clean water, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, like, a, a not, you know, for, for, the TVA to tear down their dams on, on certain pieces of water. It's become like a, it's a green movement at this point, which is totally fucking weird. Because we're, we're hunter, hunters and fishermen who are usually thought of as redneck. <laughs> but we're, we're leading like a, a green movement of sorts. And it's, that's, that's really cool. I, I think it's something that the old fogies forgot about. Like the guys that, that taught me how to hunt and fish when I was when I was a, when I was a kid, like Carol Hart and and, and Marvin Carter. Uh, Your dad and or my dad and my stepdad, yeah. Okay. So they they did they didn't have like a, a grasp of you know the land that they were using. They just knew that they could go out and use the land. And you're more, or you're also interested in pres- doing things to preserve the land. Well, kind of. It, 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's 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 funny because uh, I was talking to, to to my my stepdad, Carol Hart, when we were in uh, the Smokies two weeks ago, and he was asking me about hunting public lands, and I was like, I was telling him like I didn't want to use game cameras. Game cameras like you can strap a camera to a tree and and video the wildlife that comes through. So you know, like, the times they're coming through. You can, like, track their their uh, uh, their habits. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I, felt, I felt like that was, like, not... It wasn't fair. I wanted to... I wanted to hunt them like I felt like they should be hunted. And he asked me a, a, a valid question. He was like, do you want to hunt? Or do you just want to go out on the on the land and walk around on the land? And the only answer I had to it was both. Like I want to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to have. I don't want to have to have like a, you know, a, a, a game can I, I don't want. I don't want technology to come into this, which is also weird because I use a rifle, and some people say like, why use a rifle? Right. Okay. I wish I, I wish I was so skilled to use a bow, but I, I'm not there yet. Did you go out this weekend? No, no. Uh, I was going to go today. My birthday is tomorrow. Oh, oh. happy I birthday. I was going to go today. Early birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> From Jeff Granty by uh, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to go out. We we're in uh, spring turkey season. So I was going to go out today, but I didn't have a chance. Uh, my buddy has... It's, it's, it's another story. My buddy has a boat that he needed a, a trolling motor put on with a five and seller. Uh, and, no, we had to work on that. But uh, turkey season ends May 13th, so I'll be out. I'll be out turkey hunting uh, probably next weekend. How how often are you, do you go, are you able to go out, out there? Uh, at least once a week. Like, oh, really? At least once a week, yeah. Is yeah. it like an all-day thing or like a few hours or both? Or? I mean, I, 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 can get off, I can get off work and drive and drive out there in, in 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Like it's only a 30-minute drive outside of like downtown Nashville. Okay. And like doing, doing like a good... A longer day like we're in right now. Uh, you know, sun sun is setting around six o'clock. Is that a train or something? I guess. Yeah. Don't they know we're recording a podcast? They, they gotta keep talking. Anyway. Uh, no, so like you, you can get out on the land and and spend a good, you know, two hours. And then at sunset, you get out and come home and have some dinner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, that's, that's one thing we should talk about, is how, like, accessible, like, this land is. Like, it, it, it seriously is, like, a 30, it's a 35-minute drive from my house. 
And your thing is, like, it seems like people just don't know about it kind of thing. Like... I, I lived, I've lived here for, I've lived in Nashville for almost 15 years. Yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know about it until two years ago. Two years ago, you said? Two, two years ago. Okay. I, yeah, I never I, I heard about it when I was up there. I don't think. I, I haven't taken advantage of it until this past year. To actually go out there and, and use it as a uh, as hunting ground, like I was, I was at Old Hickory Lake, like duck hunting Old Hickory Lake, because I knew about that. That's where we went out to go fishing, like just bass fishing. And uh, I mean, it, yeah, and I don't know why I didn't know about it. That's the, the strangest thing. It wasn't. It's obviously not advertised. You know, it's not something that that hunters are advertising, you know, come out to this hunting property. Yeah. All you, all you guys, you know. Uh, yeah. Did I, did I finish the Brian Goes Wild thing? Like, I don't know. Did you have more to say about okay. it? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's a documentation of, of, like, the trials and tribulations of hunting and fishing on public land. And to where, like, it's not necessarily, like, you're not killing everything in in one sit. Like, you go out, you have to track, like, you have to spend time in habitat. You have to understand the, the, the way that the animals are moving. Most, I think I want to emphasize, like, how much time you spend, like, standing or sitting or squatting in one place uh-huh. and, until it gets quiet because when a human moves through a forest like everything gets quiet and as soon as they believe you're gone everything lights up again the birds come back the squirrels start moving they're, they're not like city squirrels where they don't give a shit you know they just like they just, city squirrels just don't walk right up to you these squirrels like they scatter if they hear you crunch on, on a on a pile of leaves uh-huh. or on that are covering the forest floor, like they just scatter. And it takes them a good twelve minutes, twelve to fifteen minutes. I think twelve. It's very like twelve to fifteen minutes. To, to come back. back out and yeah, and like the the forest becomes alive again. Because they believe you're not there. Yeah. I noticed that on a small, probably a smaller scale, uh, there's some, yeah, we have some, like, bird feeders out in the backyard, and, like, you can sit at the windows at the back of the house and, like, kind of watch them, but then, you know, as soon as you, like, open the door, it's like, they're just like, they're like, gotta get the fuck out, (laughs) this dad's gonna eat us, but you're not, (laughs) you're not gonna eat us, I'm probably not gonna eat them. I might spray like a water hose at him on accident. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't shit on my car type thing? Like, <laughs> you wild bird. Uh, so there's like, actually puppies in. <laughs> what'd you say? Uh, there, there, there's a uh, there's turkeys 
in East Nashville that uh, everybody's like really pissed off that they're in their yard because they just get shit all over their green grass. They just walk in every, in and, people's uh, yards. <laughs> yeah, they're just wild turkeys. You know, it's like a little hovel of them. They they, they cruise through, and <laughs> like you know, it's old people. They're like, you damn turkeys, get off my yard. <laughs> So if anybody wants to like follow, if this is, uh, if this is interesting and and you want to follow him, you can follow Brian on Instagram. It's just it's Brian goes wild. Is it all like? It's probably that's probably easy to find. Is it all like crammed together? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a at Brian goes wild. Okay. I was I was gonna do at Brian gone wild, but it reminded me of the uh, like the girls gone wild thing. Yeah. <laughs> When you first told me about that, I was kind of like, you were like, I'm doing this thing called Brian Goes Wild. I'm like, okay, like what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like your, well, your like alter ego I, and you're like, it's it's time for me to, I don't know, explore or something. No, and it was, it, it was funny because, it, it was funny to me, because. Like when when I first started, I was like, "Yeah, Brian goes wild," you know. Like I like to I like to party. I like to have a good time, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then it's like hunting and fishing. So like the the dream of it is once I do like have a successful hunt, then I want to have like a, another post like when I'm back at the house, like having like. A great, I say like a lot. It's so weird. Like once you're on a, like, dude, you're on a I know, I know, I know, I, I know. Yeah, <sighs> that's so annoying. Uh, I gotta gotta get past that. You want to do but like I, a behind the scenes kind of? Brian goes, what what happens when Brian is not going wild? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, that that would be Brian goes wild. Brian goes wild. You know, cooking the. Cooking the food and having drinks and everybody eating the food. Oh, so you're not only going wild when you're out, like in the wild, but also mm-hmm. at home, like you're still yeah, the, the holding double, on to the double spirit. Entendre. Is that right? What'd you say? The, is it double entendre? Is it, you know, like the Oh, it kind of like means. Brian goes wild. Yeah. Into like, the wild and then Brian comes back home and goes wild while cooking the food <laughs> and having the margarita into his life. Brian is a yeah. a very good cook. Uh, I was I was gonna say chef, but you don't call yourself a sh- chef. And I, I did for a moment, and I I stopped doing it. Yeah. And I don't I don't I guess I don't know enough about cooking or or sh- I I I'm probably I just don't know enough about it to know the difference. Is, is a chef someone who's kind of designing dishes, kind of thing, or? Uh. I think of a chef as somebody that <laughs> that has gone through like a, a culinary program. Yeah. Uh, like I, I've gone through a culinary program, but that that program is seriously like three places. And I, I no, I'm, I'm I'm a cook. Like I am. I spent I spent. Uh, 12 years being a line cook 
the chef that I learned under, he left, and I got a hold of a hold of his kitchen. So, yeah. I mean, like people call me chef, but like I, I don't consider myself chef. I'm I'm really good. At, I'm really good at organizing. I'm really good at keeping people together. But I'm one of my one of my. I'm not the best chef ever. Like I'm not like a a, a Michelin star chef, and I don't think I ever will be. I don't. I don't want to be that. I enjoy. I enjoy cooking. I love cooking. I was going to ask: Is do you think of cooking as something you've like fell into, or that you pursued, or I remember, like I remember when y'all you got hired at Fido. Yeah. And uh. Yeah. I don't. Like, did you cook before that? I don't remember, but you may have. Yeah, I I cooked at uh at Timberline Lodge in, in Oregon. Oh, okay. And before that, at a, a small coffee shop at Four Star. Okay. In, uh, in Fort Worth. But, like, it was, you know, it, it was probably, what, a year and a half at Four Star, and then a year at Timberline, and then got hired on as a dishwasher at Fido. And I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to write. Yeah. But... I didn't. I, I don't think I have the work ethic to be a writer. I have the work ethic to be a cook, <laughs> yeah. for whatever reason. Like it's, I was gonna say, I was I gonna I give some I, context, some other context to you and I. Like we were, we met in Fort Worth at a church here around here, uh, probably around ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine, and then uh, so yeah. we were kind of friends through through the, through that in a. You had moved to Oregon at a certain point. I don't remember exactly when you moved up there. In in two thousand one. In two thousand one, okay. And then yeah, yeah. two thousand two, I moved to Nashville with our mutual friend Josh. And then uh, after we were there about six months or so, uh, our other friend Richie came, who's been on this podcast. And then uh, and then Brian came. Not long after that, and then our other friend Brandon Cowan came. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you say? Oh, man. Yeah. Richie is a great writer. Like it, 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 it's such a great group of people. Like Richie being like a a badass writer. Uh, you being a songwriter of your caliber. Josh Irwin being a songwriter in his caliber. Ryan Rowe just being a straight up badass. Ryan Rowe, yeah. So, and the, yeah, yeah, and then Brandon Cowan. Just, I mean, is there any water dude that you know? I I can't think of it. <laughs> I want to. These are all people I want to get on my podcast. I mean, Richie's been on it like two or three times, two times I think. But I want to get all these other guys. Only talking, only talking about Nintendo, though, right? Yeah, we, that's what we have in common. Yeah. That's all we have. That's the only thing we have in common. So that's what we talk about. Yeah, but we don't have hunting and fishing in common. We're also talking about it. I think it would be cool if you, if you could have Richie on and he could talk about poetry or writing. That would be interesting. You yeah, know what's funny yeah. is, yeah, we talk, we text like all the time, and we never. It's always like, "Are you watching this show? Have you seen this?" Yeah. But uh, okay, but anyway, you guys had come to Nashville to meet up with us, 
and then you got hired at Fido, and that's you've been there since two thousand three, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, hired on as a, a dishwasher, and uh, met my wife. Uh, met her. I think I think she started like three months later. Oh really? I didn't know that. I didn't know uh, yeah, she started. Her. Yeah. I remember you because we were roommates then, and you had brought Jen over, and we all kind of met it, met each other around. Yeah. That time. Yeah. And you were like, "Oh, another lady." There's a lady here with all those dudes. Yeah. <laughs> that was and fun. She, and she's respect. And she's respect. I know. It was like, why is she hanging out with us? Yeah. <laughs> we all like, kind of smell weird and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and Brian lives in a closet. Yeah, that was another, this was, we lived in a, it was a, a house that like had been divided into an apartment on the bottom floor and an apartment on the top floor. We lived in the top floor that had two bedrooms and I had one of the bedrooms and I think Richie or Josh, they had the other bedroom at different times and you slept, there was like a, a hall closet that you could kind of walk into and that became your place. I, I I never said it was a closet. I always called it an attic space. Yeah, it, it was. Made, it, made yeah. It, more re- it made it more regal. <laughs> yeah, it was real fancy. That's kind of uh, looking back. I'm like, uh, we all paid the same amount of rent, didn't we? <laughs> I should have divided that up differently. Anyway, I, no, I did. I I didn't. I paid. I I think I paid like fifty dollars a month, and I probably paid that twice in the whole time that I was there. Oh, I was I wasn't a great. I wasn't a great tenant. The thing I, I, I mean, it was very, it was like a fun time as far as like hanging out with your friends, but I remember being so stressed out because I was the one that had to be like, do you have your money? Do you have your money? All and then the like yeah. drive it yeah. over to our yeah. landlady's house. <laughs> that was so, oh my gosh. And, and none stressful. of us had cell phones. Like we didn't have cell phones. Like, you know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, you would be gone for a couple weeks, and, you know, uh, Earl would be gone for a couple weeks at certain times, and you're like, Where, where's, uh, where's Jeff? Oh, he'll be back in the middle of the day. All right. We had, like, one landline, I guess. Is that what we have? In the mm-hmm. kitchen. One phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, five guys. Yeah. yeah. But we had, a, we had a four-track recorder and a CD player in the hallway. Yeah. So we were yeah, we didn't well, need much. Else. You had a four track. You uh, had a four track recorder. I think we were all pretty content. Like we were kind of like we didn't know yeah. we were missing out on phones. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was yeah. We were in our early twenties and just figuring figuring it out. <laughs> um, but at the same time, Nashville Nashville was so different back then. I, I haven't been there since I moved. I moved back to Texas in 2009. I haven't been back since then. So, people, every time I talk yeah. to someone up there, they're like, "It's so different now." And I'm like, "What? Why? What happened? Is it more crowded or or something?" There's a there's an influx of people for sure. Uh, it's a like the grittiness of Nashville has has left. Uh, like it's 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 becoming like a uh, I don't 
I, I don't think I, I don't think there's a, a city that you can you can you can actually set it next to. Like it, it, it's a it's a different city for sure because it's it's a southern city, but it's not Atlanta. Like Atlanta has its own thing. Like it's a southern city, you know. Uh-huh. Uh Like Little Rock will never have what Nashville has because of country music. I don't know. It's uh, and there's like people that love the outdoors that can come here. That that uh, like the, the the climate in 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 Middle Tennessee is one of the best things of all time. Oh yeah, I miss like, that. We get four, we get four seasons. You know, we get snow, but it's not enough snow to get pissed off at. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful place to be. Yeah, our, we moved there in uh it was November of 2002 and it was like right in the fall and I remember just driving around like right when we got there and all the leaves and just being like yeah oh my god I feel like I barely yeah. experienced like fall in in Texas I mean I know it happens but yeah it was, and there's and there's water every there's water everywhere like you have the Cumberland River that that goes through the city which uh oh we should we should we should talk about that at some point but uh, the Cumberland River, Old Hickory Lake, Percy Priest Lake, Narrow Bend, uh, forgetting one. Cumberland is the main one that goes like right by downtown. Yeah, that's the one that goes through downtown. Yeah. Yeah. I used to hang out I, there I, I all the time. I talked to a lot of. Do I? I just used. I used to go down there like all the time. The last couple years I was there, I was. I would ride the because the bus hub was uh, downtown, and I'd ride. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd like ride down there and just walk around for a few hours and get another bus back home. Start, yeah. I I like I like talking to natives about like native Nashvilleians about the Cumberland River because that's that's where I fish the most. Oh like, really? I live 15 minutes from Shelby Bottoms, like the Shelby Bottoms uh, boat ramp. Uh-huh. Is that so, East, like, East Nashville? Or, uh... Yeah, the East Nashville Park, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. I've been there. There's oh. that, yeah, there's that, that boat ramp right there. That's why I put in catfish there. And I talk to a lot of, like, native Nashvilleians. They're like, you eat, you eat the fish out of the river? Like, absolutely. Like, if you look up on, on uh, the TWRA website, that's uh, Tennessee Wildlife. Uh, wait, Tennessee Wildlife Refuge Association? No. UWRA. Resource, resource ag- agency. And you actually cook uh, those at Fido, Wild- don't you? Not at, not at, not I'm at just kidding. Fido. Sorry. No. Yeah, I'm just joking. No, not at Fido. That, no, yeah. that wouldn't be good. <laughs> they were, they're surprised oh. that you cook them and eat them? Oh, there's like most, yeah, they're, they're surprised that I actually eat fish out of the Cumberland. And, like, most of the time I ask, I ask a native Nashvilleian, when was the last time you floated the Cumberland? And they've never been on it. And oh, it's really? a resource, like this water, waterway resource that they've actually never been on living in the city. And they, they neither know of the Cheatham County uh, WMA, Wildlife Management uh, Area. It's it, it, it's 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 not so. It's not so that like people. I mean, it's not not so. 
I didn't know about it. Like, they don't know about it. Like, it's, it's like a resource that, that is there. That, uh, I like that like, you're, it, you're become like the old Nashville man. Like, you're like, you don't know about <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day. Back... I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm, I'm, I'm not the, I'm, oh, you know what's funny? Uh, Okay, I was going through some old pictures and uh, with my son, who's ten, Tuck, mm-hmm. and uh, like we were looking at old pictures that I that I had like stored away in the attic, and I came across one where I was in I was in Nashville as like a two year old. Oh, really? At, at, at the Grand Ole Opry when it was at the Ryman. Oh wow! Yeah. You were just there for like a show or something? No, like just outside of the Grand Ole Opry. Okay, yeah, and then, yeah. Like there's a, another picture where like we did like the backstage tour, so I'm like on the stage at the Ryman when it was the Opry. Oh, weird. And that was uh, like it was mind blowing. I was like, I don't remember this because I was two fucking years old. Do you know? But, uh, I, do you know when it's like it went out to Opryland or? No, I I don't know the whole the whole uh, history of of the Opry. I don't. I, I know I, they moved. I know they moved uh, that center circle from the old Opry. Uh huh. You know how if you go to the Ryman, there's like a circle that's missing out of the stage. Have you been to the Ryman? Yeah, I've been there a few times. Yeah. So there, uh, a, I guess I don't know out of, that out of the stage. And uh, they moved that center circle, which is where, you know, the, it was center stage. They mm-hmm. moved it to the, the new one at a, at a, the Opryland thing. Okay. To, yeah. If people are listening to this and they're from DFW, the Opryland is, it's like Grapevine Mills. Like it's, I think it was made by the exact same people. Like it looks the same as Grapevine yeah. Mills. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I remember going up there and just being like, whoa. Like, it was like everything, it was like being in Grapevine yeah. automatically. Only there was like, yeah. all the Opryland stuff and the so big you, uh, hotel. You can, listen to, you can listen to the Opry. Like, every, it, it goes on every night. Uh, I think it starts at like 7. And it's on 6, 6.50 a.m. here. I don't know what, it, I don't know if that changes there. I, I would imagine it does. I have no idea. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't know it was... Yeah. It's every night, you said? Yeah, every night. Every night they uh, they have a show. Man, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, they're, they're working hard. It, what, one thing I was going to say as far as, like, Nashville goes, because it's famous for being, you know, the c- country music capital of the world kind of kind of thing. And I remember moving there and not knowing because I'm I like country music but it's not like my main genre that I'm into and uh there's all kinds of music there it's not just country and it's it's also there's a lot of Christian music there but it's not just country and oh, Christian yeah. there's like I remember there being like punk bands and like <laughs> all yeah. all types of yeah, there, yeah there's musicians. a there's a underground scene well I mean you have an influx of incredibly talented talented musicians i mean 
That makes sense. Uh, it's, it's hard to deal with sometimes for it's, a person like me. It's very like uh, <laughs> if you go if you go there like if you live there, you realize quickly that a lot of the people that live there weren't born there. They're from wherever else. Like I, I remember meeting people from like every other state or I was gonna say mm-hmm. country, but I don't remember. There are probably other people, other country other people from other countries, but yeah, people well, all from uh, all over the place. Yeah. It's two, like a two years ago we had, yeah, two years ago we had the largest uh, Eastern African population and uh, Kurdish population in the United States. <laughs> really? Which was, was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a strange city. So, I mean, you do meet native natives, like you were saying. There are people who grew up there for sure, but I mean, obviously, but yeah, it's it almost feels more rare to meet those people. At least when I first oh, moved sure. there, it felt that way. I don't know. Like even even I, I work with a, a native Nashvilleian, and uh, like he says that it's rare to find another native, and uh, yeah. That's so strange. Like it's. Just... I, I felt I, I felt validated the other day. I was uh, uh, I took a lift drive, and uh, the guy that was driving me was a uh, he was a native Nashvilleian. Oh really? Like yeah, we were chatting, and I was like, man, this place is so weird now. And he's like, how long have you lived here? Like he was like kind of like edge edging towards the animosity, and I was like, man. I'm sorry. I, I've only been here for like, I've I've been here for going on 15 years. And he's like, dude, you're cool, man. You're native Nashvilleian. <laughs> At this point, I was like, fuck you, man. I'm a Texan. He's like, no, not anymore. <laughs> he was like, he was like, do you, do you remember? Do you remember when Broadway was scary? And I was like, yeah, I remember when Broadway was scary. Like there was massage parlors. Like, <laughs> I don't uh, remember that. I, like I, I I moved into East Nashville when East Nashville was scary. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Our, the first night we bought our house, our car got broken into. <laughs> really? Yeah. And now, yeah. like East Nashville now is like where all the it's like the hip place where everybody kind of moved to. Yeah. Yep. I, like I, I was I was ahead of the curve. I was I was too hip. I was too hip too early. <laughs> Um. Yeah. I, oh, I was gonna say like another thing about Nashville that was, I don't know if 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 you don't you might not ex- have the same feeling, but to me it was like are we gonna call to, this are, are we gonna call this the Nashville podcast? <laughs> we don't have to only talk. I, this is interesting to me, but I know you're more no, interested no, in it, it, to me to me as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Uh. But like. It, it, I mean, it's a city, obviously, but it, when I was there, it always felt really small at the same time. Like, it felt, like, uh, connected, kind uh, of, like, some, I don't know what it... It's, it's, it's losing that flavor, only because, do you remember, when you lived here, do you remember, the, 
what other village besides Hillsborough Village was there? Wait, what? What other places were like, in what, the village? What other, what other village, like, what other, what other part of town could you go to that you would consider like Hillsborough Village? Oh, uh, like, do you mean like that would be like the same kind of experience type, same type yeah, of place? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that is kind of a a hub, you know, one of the hubs there. I, well, I guess in East Nashville, that, that uh, five, what's it called? The five, five Point. Yeah, Five Point. Yeah. Yeah. Or something but, like that. But now it's, now it's become, so that, that small city, like that small city feel has been separated because you have Hillsborough Village, you have the Gulch, you have uh, Riverside Village, you have the Nations, like, it's become a separation because of people trying to create, like, a, you know, another, like, central, oh. it's, it's growing, it's growing into a bigger city. And when that happens, like, you don't have, like, a central hub, like, of, like, downtown or Hillsborough Village. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, it's, it's become decentralized, basically. It's become, it's, it's become, gentrified and decentralized it's funny to me to think of of uh i I don't i mean it's all just in my mind it's how it was like (laughs) when i was there so it's hard for me to think of it as like have i know it like the gulch when you said the gulch like i think like around the time i left it was kind of just starting out like maybe mm-hmm. the first year or two of the Gulch area, I yeah. think. I mean, I never went down. I went down there a few times, but maybe it was way before that. I don't know. But yeah, I remember that kind yeah, of it's, having uh, a it's taking off kind of thing, a feeling of taking off around there. Yeah, and it's it's good for the city. It's good for the people that are moving here. I mean, it's great for the restaurant industry. Yeah. But it's, it, it, it's totally changed the landscape of the city. Yeah. Do you see yourself as a long-term Nashville person? Like, do you think you'll be there for a while? Yeah, I, my, my roots are, are, are pretty dug in at this point. Uh, I, I, I have two kids that were born here. Mm-hmm. Uh I can't see myself moving back to a Texas climate. Yeah. Uh, I've always, I've always wanted to go back out to the like Northwest out to Oregon, but uh, uh, like that's, that's, that's a culture shock for, I mean, for the kiddos and I mean, even for myself at this point. I love, I love Southern culture. And, uh, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be here for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I at least, at least until I'm 37. Until you're 37, tomorrow. Yeah. Or tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm like almost. I'm like a a year and eight days older than you. My birthday was last really? Saturday. Yeah. 
Wait, really? Yeah. What date is that? April 14th. You're the 14th. Damn it, I called the wrong person on the 14th. <laughs> I, call, I, I, I called Adam Adam Hornbeck, the guitar player in Kansas City. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like happy birthday, motherfucker. <laughs> and he was like, oh, it's not my birthday. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. Not that that's it was your funny. birthday. That's cool. I like that. I mean, I feel sad that I didn't hear from you, but yeah, I'll get over it. I mean, I I, I, I remembered it. I just I didn't remember it was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if I have more Nashville type questions. Um, uh, do you yeah. do, okay? Yeah, go for it. Do a lot of like songwriters still come through Fido? A lot of what? Like songwriters still come through. Do you st- still see a lot of musician people? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like I, the songwriters that used to come through, like I knew, and no, I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know who's who's coming through anymore. Uh, Man. Okay, here's here, here's like, my question. Like I I, 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 I I peaked when when Michael Stipe came came into Fido. Yeah. After that, after that, like I didn't care who came to Fido. I was like, you know, I I just I just saw Michael Stipe drink our coffee and eat the food that I cook, and I'm totally fine with just letting letting it lay there. <laughs> I re- yeah, I remember taking like a latte or something to. Jack White and his like table, but I know yeah. that he's probably yeah. pretty. Probably everybody sees him or has seen him. I don't know if he still lives. Yeah, there. no. Yeah, Jack White. He he still comes in. Uh, John Paul Jones when when he's recording in town comes through. Uh, it's kind of crazy. I, like we get a lot. What were you gonna say? What? But uh, we, we get a lot of uh, like the. The football players and, and predators. Uh, oh, really? The football team in town. Yeah, they come through as, as well. So, yeah, Taylor hasn't come in since she left Nashville. Kind of a. That's kind I, of a I always wondered because I worked at Fido like before she was famous, and I always thought like she probably came in at some point. Yeah. But I just didn't know who oh, she, she was. She was a regular for a long time. Yeah. Oh, she was. That's yeah. weird. That's the that's so weird about Nashville is like you just see somebody at, so you know wherever you're working and. I, well, I, I, mean, I remember I remember when I first moved there I was working at Borders at the, uh, like the coffee shop at uh, the Borders that was used to be by Vanderbilt, and uh, I just remember people coming in and like, you knew they're famous but you yeah. didn't know who they were, <laughs> and they're like trying to be, yeah. inconspicuous and all that kind of thing and it was you're like. I don't know who you are. <laughs> so you feel like you need yeah. But it be, it would become so oh, yeah. normal that you, at first you're like, wow, this is awesome. And then after a while you're like, oh yeah, I saw that person at it's Starbucks. Well, it's, I mean, it's like Ben Folds. Ben Folds has, has been coming in for, I mean, since I've worked there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, he's just always. I remember just seeing him walking around he's like. Just the dude that plays piano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he knows everybody. You know. Uh, oh, oh! Yeah. My question was: Do you ever like, like, I'm, I'm imagining like, you're you're working one day and like, the door, like somebody walks in, like, they have a suitcase and like a guitar in the other hand, and they like walk in and they're like, I'm here to <laughs> become the next big thing, or like. <laughs> <laughs> like I, was, I don't know like it'd uh, be funny like uh, I remember being that person but it'd, no. it'd be funny to be like get out of here <laughs> this town isn't big enough <laughs> or whatever uh, no like it, it sounds like a funny joke but like it, it's so real <laughs> I, so, so my, my commute to work I can use work. Like I, I drive I drive down Music Row. Yeah. And on Music Row, like I will see like just some dude some dude with like a a guitar case. A, a, an acoustic guitar case. And like he's you know, he's basically walking to his seat back, he's walking to ASCAP and like he's just trying to sell his fucking soul. Like he's like putting it all out there. And I've never seen like a dude walking with a guitar case like that and smiling. Um, <laughs> like they're always so fucking sad. I uh, um, just because you said that, I have to tell you the story that I did that before, <laughs> like probably before you guys got to Nashville. Yeah. I remember I was like yeah. at, at Borders or somewhere, and I was like, I'd made like four copies of my demo tape or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to walk over to Music Row. I'm going to go in I'm Sony. Gonna I'm going to go in RCA. I'm going to go in like all these. I had like the four places or whatever. And I like, so I walked over there. It was pretty far. It was like a long walk. Maybe I oh, drove. Yeah. I, okay. I probably drove over there at that point. But, and I went in, like, I went in the front door and I was like, where do I drop this off? <laughs> I can't remember what it's. It was kind of one of those things where you're yeah. like, you're all fired up and then you. Like I go in the <laughs> the front door and uh, it's just yeah. like a big uh, desk up there, and I'm like, I can't remember what it says. Like, can I give this to somebody or whatever? And someone's just like, we don't take unsolicited yeah. tapes or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. thank you very much. Have a nice day. <laughs> okay, okay, bye. <laughs> and I was like, that, that, I don't think that's gonna, gonna work. You're gonna have to. Yeah, you're gonna have to like be a feedback member, an ASCAP member, to <laughs> even get heard. Oh, it's, it's like there's a a young guy, a young guy that works at Fido right now, a very talented individual, and uh, uh like he's he's on a writing group with a uh, like Eric Church's uh, record label. Oh wow! Gave him an office. They they gave him an office, like a writing room. Yeah, that's cool. Like, to me, that's dude, cool. I don't. Would you be? Do you think that's like? No, fake? no, that's fucking, dude. That, that's fucking awesome. Okay. Like that's 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 a that's a dude that took the next step. You know, he's not just a guy that's playing like writers in a round. He's not like a, you know, just playing shows. He's not a a, a session musician. Like he, he's actually writing. Yeah. For, a multi-million dollar like group. Yeah, that's what you're want. That's what you want. Like that's the dream. But but, but I keep I, but I keep telling them. I'm like I'm like John. 
Are you going to write shit? He's like, I, I sure hope not. And I was like, are you going to write shit if the paycheck is there? And then, like, all of a sudden, like, it's, it's so sly. It's so sly. He's like... I can't understand what you're saying. Did you say say hit or shit? Shit. Oh, my microphone is back. Sorry. Is that better? Yeah. No, no, I, I was asking, I was asking John, are you going to write shit for the paycheck? And he was like, maybe. What do you think that's, what do you think about that? Uh, I'm, I'm not, in, I'm not in the business, so I can't say. Okay, here's I, I I can give you I I can give you my ideal of it. I can give you my ideal of it. Okay. I I would I would I would I would pin a shitty song right now if I knew it would get published just just so that I could have a ton of money and I didn't have to worry about money. Yeah. But if I was like an artist, like if if I, like if I if I went through with like my writing career. Would I write shit with my name on it and pin it just because I wanted money? I wouldn't do that. Okay. Are you are you tracking me there? I think so. If you were kind of like your own artist, like your own had your own career with your own music type thing. Like if, no, if if I was if I was a, a writer, like a, a, a like a a writer of books, a nonfiction fiction writer. Okay. I feel like I would have the art- artistic integrity to not write shit. But if I was just, if I had the chance to just write a, a song underneath a group name that would pull in a lot of money, I would totally write a shit song. Yeah, I'm like, just put it out there. They can, you can, you know, work on it for a couple of days and then. Paychecks, uh, but, you know, for whenever, if it, <laughs> yeah, every few months at, or however long. At the same time, at the same time, like, like that weird artistic integrity, like, still dies when I, when I, when I, even when I said it, I was like, that's so weird. But you could fund, so you could fund your real art, like, by the commercial thing. That would be awesome. Like, I would at love to have time, that kind of thing. At the same, at the, but at the same time, what the fuck is real art? Like, like, who? If somebody wants to wants to like uh, wants to eat the art of shit, then let them eat the art of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's why it's called subjective. I I don't know. I don't know. What would you do if someone was going to pay me money to write write hit songs? Yeah. Um. I'd be like, okay, I, w- I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, that's fine with me. I don't know if I'd only, I don't, I don't think I'd only write that type of music, but I think, I think it'd actually be kind of fun to try to write, try to figure out uh, that type of thing. I don't know if I would, uh, I don't know, My I write a lot of songs and like, about 10 people listen to them. 
so I have a lot of like freedom to do whatever I want, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, if it if it like caught on somehow. Uh, I don't know. Anytime there's been some type of attention in that way, I usually get really weirded out by. <laughs> but I like the idea of right. writing a song and then like just right. giving it away like to somebody else and being like, "You do it. Pay me. <laughs> I'll go do yeah. something else." That sounds fine. You get weirded out by the attention to like good songs that you've written. I think what's Is I think what I get weirded out by the uh, part where. You don't know how it's making people think about you. Like you don't, you don't know. Like, like, I, like I know you. If I give you a song I wrote, I know that you know me, and you're gonna think about. You're not. It's not gonna change how you think about me or whatever. But then the oh, yeah, yeah, then yeah. if like somebody you don't know, who who's like a stranger who they the only connection they have with you is the song. Like it's really cool that they're reacting to it, but at the same time you're like the image that they have of you in, in your mind yeah. in their mind is like a character like it's hard to connect like really actually connect like as a person with some people when you've connected to them at, with a song kind of I don't know but so that part weirds me but, out because the thing with like how do you I, I don't know it's weird when people are like yeah this is cool and you're like cool I'm glad you like it <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, like the the great thing about ah, okay. Uh, I'm gonna track this. Okay, I I, I wrote I wrote a, a flash fiction story that I thought was like top notch, and I let Jen read it, my wife, and uh, like she read it, and like I felt that it was like incredibly. It, it wasn't launchy. It was a. Uh, it was disgusting. And okay. when she read it, like she, she read it, she knows me. She'd been married to me for ten years at that point, uh, eleven years at that point. And like she looked at me after reading it, she was like, "I I don't like that." And I was like, "You don't like the work?" She's like, "No, I don't like that. That comes out of your brain." Oh yeah. I was like, no, like it's the, like it's it's not me. Like I'm, I just created this thing, and she's like, that's weird. Hmm. <laughs> so like, I mean, that's there's a perception when you when you create art. Like, there's a perception that even the closest person in your life uh-huh. is going to think differently. Yeah, that's interesting. It doesn't matter how close yeah. or far away they are; they're still going to. Kind of, yeah. Because you're you're letting them into whatever it is that is your creative life, and it it, it may be you know a deep rest, a recessed part of your brain. I don't, I don't fucking know. You know why did I write? Why did I write that story? Like as I was writing it, I was just writing it, <laughs> and it just yeah. came out that way. You know, hmm. it was probably based on some sort of fear. And uh, you know, some sort of aggression, some like it was just life situation. But uh, yeah, like the 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 fear of uh, ah, that oh, man, the 
fear of somebody critiquing your creative like mind is is the worst thing that can ever happen. I the only reason I know this is because I do it every day. I have to create four special four to five specials every day. I have to create a menu uh-huh. every day. And I'm I'm critiqued every day on the internet. The great thing about the internet, there's Yelp, there's Google fucking reviews of restaurants. So if somebody has like a bad time, has a bad meal, if they don't like the shit that I put out, then they're gonna instantly say, That sucked. Like it's 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 like a turnaround of, of you know, twenty minutes. Oh, so you see this like daily you see this kind of stuff? Oh yeah. Like I put out a dish and they're like, you know, the 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 plating was, was fucked, like it came out, it was undercooked, blah blah blah, like the the you know, there wasn't enough and everybody at this point is a food critic. Twenty years ago you had like food like the New York Times food critics. Now everybody's a food critic because of the internet. So I, I get to be critiqued every day of my life. Do you ever get on there and they're like, this was like the best thing I ever ate? Or... <laughs> no, no. Does it ever go the other direction? No, no. Oh, oh, so I thought, I thought you were saying, do I ever get on? And, and oh, okay. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no, no. It, 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 definitely, goes, it definitely goes in both directions. Uh, yeah, no, there's definitely more positive than negative, but the negative is the one that always stand out and, like, crush you, and the drive to work the next morning, you're like, my work, my, my life is worthless, why am I doing this, type thing. I used the wrong bread on that stupid sandwich, or, I don't know. No, no, it's, it's not even that, it's like, why, why am I even creating food for these people that oh, yeah. don't, want, don't want to eat my food? Yeah, you know? yeah. That's the kind of thing that makes you really lower your standards for what, I mean, for your expectations for, it's kind of like, I'm going to do the best I can, and just, they're going to have to deal with it, just like, they like it, good, if they don't, okay, whatever. I mean, you want to do oh, yeah. no, the no, best yeah, you can no, anyway, it, but. It becomes, no, it, it becomes like a, I don't give a fuck of, like, the negative reviews. Because once you get into work, like, once you get into any kind of work, and you're in the work, like, you don't care about the negative reviews anymore. Like, you you have to deal with what's going on at hand. You know, you have to restart and do another set of plates. Yeah. So, you know, it only only lasts for, you know, uh, I would say, if I read a review at at 10 o'clock at night, I go to bed at, say, midnight. I wake up in the morning, I think about the review, on my drive to work, that's another hour and a half, like waking up, brushing my teeth, doing all my, my morning r- rituals, and then driving to work, an hour and a half, I get to work, it's totally gone. Once I get to work, there's shit that I have to do. Yeah, you don't have time to really worry about that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that one's gone. And then, and then you'll have a day where there's just all positive reviews, and you're like, "Oh, sweet, I'm a badass." 
I fucking I fucking rock. I'm amazing. That's the best thing in the world. Yeah. 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 I might as well go to New York and be a chef up up there. You know? Hey Jen, I've been thinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking we're moving to New York. I wanna open up for a restaurant. It's time. Yeah, you <laughs> that can't be difficult trying to st- open up a new restaurant in New York. That's not at all. It's all fun time. What, uh, if you had your own restaurant, and I, I guess you could probably do, you say you pick out the menu. Like, yeah. if, if you, like, it was completely your own thing and, like, no one could else could tell, like, it didn't matter what the Yelp reviews, like, said, anything, like, what would, what would you have, have at your restaurant, like, at Brian Carter restaurant, whatever at, it's called? At, at the, at the, at Brian, Brian Goes Wild restaurant? Yeah, Brian Goes Wild. <laughs> At the at Brian Goes Wild restaurant, it would be uh, it would it would be flat top burgers. It would just be flat top burgers and beers on tap. That's that's it. Like fries and a fryer. It would it would just be a burger joint. People would come oh, in wow. and be like, no, that's not true. "Why is it called Brian Goes Wild? This is like not wild. <laughs> you call this wild? <laughs> oh, but it." No, but it would be wild. Like, no, I, I don't know. Uh, there, there's a place in Chicago that I, I fucking adore. Ocheval. What's it called and, uh, again? Ocheval. Ocheval. Like A-U. Yeah, A-U. Uh, base. C-H-E-V-A-L. And their menu is just super badass. <laughs> uh they do flat top burgers. Like it's kind of the same setup that I would I would I would love to do. The chef runs the bar. Not the bar, but like like she runs like the line from the bar. So she's across, like sitting like say you're sitting oh, at yeah. a bar. Like a waffle house or a waffle kind of... house. Like a waffle house, yeah, yeah. And she's like right next to you. Oh wow. And she's saying She's calling out all the orders to the cook, but they're chefs, like they're they're trained chefs. And she's barking out all the orders. They get passed to her, and then she brings it to you. Like even if you're sitting right right next to her, she's like, she looks at it, she puts it in front of you. She's like, all right, that's good enough. Like it's good. Like that's good. Not good enough. That's that's the worst. Like that's 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 the plate that you want. That's the kind of place you would want to do, Brian Goes Wild restaurant. Yeah. I mean, I would eat there. That sounds cool. I mean, I, there, you'd probably have sure. more than just one person eating in there, I think. Mm. Uh, I would imagine. You'll be I like, have, how'd you hear about this? You hear about this on the Instagram? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, in 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 twenty twenty eighteen, I heard about the at Brian Goes Wild restaurant, and now it's now it's a it's live, it's gone live. And now he has his own Netflix show, where he just sits and waits for birds. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't know. I, don't know. I don't know. Uh, all all I really want out of life is a good boat. Boat? 
Do you go out on the I, water a lot? Every every instance that I can. The the water has like a like a. I was, it's funny. Like I I have it in 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 notes uh, that we were going to talk about this, but uh, the water has like this like the Cumberland River has this like like freeing thing. Like it's it's a it's a it's a mass of fucking water that's eroding away to earth. It's the same it's the same piece of water, the same sort of water that created the Grand Canyon that's flowing through the Cumberland River. It's oh, eroding really? away to earth. It's, I didn't know that. It's uh No, 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 no. It's not the same river. You just mean water that, water itself. Yeah, it's water. It's water flowing down a river. Like the Colorado River created the Grand Canyon. But, you know, oh God, uh, like 120 million years ago, it looked like the Cumberland River. Yeah. So, like, there's that, that power of it. Like the power of, like, just water. And there's the spring moment when you're just, you're, you're on it and you know that the history of, I mean, the Mississippi, Mississippian culture that lived off of this piece of water, the uh, the TVA that came in and, and created dams and flooded out like 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 hunting grounds and I don't know, like it, it but it's terrifying as well because you think you fall into it. Like, are, are you a strong enough swimmer, like to to get to shore, like every time I'm out there, like I'm 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 having a great time until I look down and see the water moving across the boat, and I'm like, this is so much more powerful to me. Does it like scares you? Kind of like it is terrifying, terrifying. But you like the terror. I love it. I, I don't. I, I don't like the terror. I. I. It's. It's just. It, it's the the yin and the yang of the water. It's like a the equilibrium oh, okay. of being on on the water. Like, uh, you can't have everything for free. So if you want the freedom of, you know, being on a boat, then you have to understand as well that that freedom can be like taken away from you so fucking fast. I, I, I equate it to skydiving without the risk. Not not without the risk. I equate it to skydiving without the terror of jumping out of a plane. <laughs> it sounds like, I mean, like, like, like a roller coaster type thing, or? Uh, yeah. If, if, if you allow yourself, if you allow yourself to understand that that piece of water like has that power. Jumping out of a plane without the plane, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. What'd you say? No, 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 no. No, no. I, I, I was trying to make a connotation of, of like the fear, like the the fear of the water, like, jumping out of a plane. But it, it didn't connect. Like, it, like okay. I can't, like, 
I w- did I tell you about? Did you know I went skydiving one time? What the fuck? Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> it was you like out of a fucking plane. Well, I had a um. It was like the but first. You actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you had to jump, buddy. But you yeah. actually sky. You you went skydiving. Yeah. No. Like uh. Why didn't you tell me about that? I don't know. It was it was uh. It was my first, after my first semester at UNT, like I, I would have lived in the dorms and I went with uh, Jeremy Dane and my friend Michelle. Did you know Michelle? Michelle, the songwriter, the singer? No, no. You're thinking of Rochelle, but her good friend, Rochelle. Michelle. Uh, oh, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. Her, yeah. yeah. So we, saw, we, saw, we saw her with, uh, we saw Pedro the Lion with Rochelle and Michelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Her and Jeremy and I went. That was a tree. Yeah. I remember that. That was really cool. We could talk about that in a second after I tell my skydiving story. Yeah, go ahead. We just we just kind of went as like a celebration of finishing the semester of school. It was at this place that was kind of along thirty five, like maybe fifteen minutes south of Denton, I think. But we uh. Yeah, it was like a place you kind of, you just go and pay like however much money. I can't remember how much it was, but then they kind of show you basically what to do and then they fly up, fly you up and then you just kind of go. They kind of show you what to do. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of it is like they... I'm, I'm already terrified. They, uh, they, they tell you like the guy, the guy that jumped out, that does it, he's done it, he's jumped out of like the pl- a plane like thousands of times. Like it's like very normal yeah, for him. Yeah. And uh, he's the guy guy you're like tandemed to, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they kind of it's more like a um, don't touch anything <laughs> kind of thing, or like don't be too yeah yeah. Like when Just I put when your I, arms out and, and enjoy the ride. Like when I jumped out, I I mean it was like uh, <laughs> I think a part of it I, I was kind of like like. I, I think it reminded me of riding on a roller coaster because you're because he had known what he was doing. It was kind of like as long as I like just kind of just I'm along for the ride, like just trust this. I mean, it was like a trust thing. Like I learned a lot about trust in that moment. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but then they jumped when you jumped out. They had like a a person that went with you that had like a camera on their helmet so they could they had a video of it. like i have a video of this somewhere i have no i i wish i knew where this video was like a vhs but uh VHS. so someone's like anyway on the video like um like i'm like flapping like my arms like i'm just like freaking out like ah! <laughs> yeah yeah and like he's he had to like kind of push my arms down because i was like waving them too much so I, he could, I didn't realize it like until I watched the video later. He or he may have told yeah, me after yeah, we yeah. landed. He was like, "Dude, you were like too crazy or something." That <laughs> he like pull, pull, yeah. push push my arms down and then like pulled the strap or whatever. And you're just kind of like, I mean, it is like, I don't. You can't do anything. You're just falling. Like, no, you're you're suspended. 
above the earth. You're, no, you're not even suspended. You're falling towards the fucking earth. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I, ha- I think I, I had to turn, you had to like turn your brain off or it was, it was weird. Like I even put the song I put on the video was that Pixie song, Where Is My Mind? Cause that was like kind of fit. And, uh, but yeah, I've, I've actually thought, I don't think about this very often, but I've, I have, when I think about that, I'm like, I should go back and do that. Cause like, I think I'd be more scared now than I was then when I was probably like 20 years old or whatever. Like that'd be a good thing to do like every five or 10 years just to kind of like snap out of <laughs> kind of like. I, I, I mean, yeah, it, like for sure. Uh, it changes I, your I brain a little a, bit, I think. <laughs> or what we... uh, yeah, I, I used to use uh, psilocybin in, in that same respect to, to change my brain. But, uh, I, I, like what I did you say you used to use what? Psilocybin, uh, like a mushroom. Oh, okay. Like a okay. psychedelic mushroom. But like it was always like like I was reconnecting with the earth and reconnecting the earth with my mind. But I I, I, I can I could never jump that up here. I don't I don't have I don't have that in me. I don't know. I think a lot of it was like we kind of decided as a group like. We wanted to get yeah, to do I, this. I think we have. Yeah, I don't think I would have gone by myself yeah. if we didn't all go do it. And it was like a. Yeah. I mean, that was an experience. And, and Jeremy, Jeremy Dane's a, like, like he's you know he's a he's a good guy to to get something going like that. I would imagine. Yeah, I bet if I, I wonder if I was gonna say I wonder if I called him and was like, hey, you want to go jump out of a plane again? I wonder if he'd do it. He'd probably be yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that anymore. And I'd be yeah. like, me neither. I don't either. <laughs> do you want to be on my podcast? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was funny because I, uh, I was talking about uh, skydiving with Jay today. Uh, and uh, Jim. And uh, I was like, yeah, like I think that's something that I can do. And then I thought about it for like, really, it was seriously like 45 seconds. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I do not want that. There's many things in this this world that I want to do, and that is that I don't I don't want to jump out of a plane. I uh, I remember it like uh, changing the way I thought about like faith and th- things like that. Like, or it gave it gave yeah. me like a really clear uh, idea of just trusting something. Like, cause having to trust this guy, like, it's kind of like, I just have to yeah. like, let go and just say like, you know, this guy has, well, has done this a thousand times. He knows what he's doing. Like, and just kind of make peace with that and just do it. Like, yeah, I, I, I imagine the, the adrenaline rush is so fucking heavy that, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I could do it where I like I had to pull the ripcord or whatever, whatever it is. I, well, I don't, I mean, that part that, that would freak like me do out. It. I don't know. If maybe I, maybe do it like five more times and then and then you could. Yeah. Are we trying to? Do you want to go skydiving? For is that? I mean, you said you don't want to, but 
Are you trying? No, to I definitely don't get want to. Like a okay. No, I, 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 I definitely do not want to. Uh, no, there's like, like I said, like there's many things that I want to do in life, and uh, jumping out of a plane is is not one of them. No, I, I, I was talking about like just being terrified of the the giant river. Yeah, uh, uh, and that that's a that's on the earth. <laughs> I'm ter- I'm terrified of of things in this like uh, in this terra, you know. I don't want, I don't want to be smashed by the terra. <laughs> I've I've always told Jim this. I've always told my wife. I'm like, but like there's there's. I imagine myself dying in in, in like a couple like scenarios. <clears throat> And one of them, one of them, like, has to do with like wildlife, like a pack of bear, a, a, a bear, or a pack of wolves. You know, like me being an asshole, stupid, doing something stupid out in the woods and being attacked by animals. And the other is is also being stupid on the water. Yeah. Like, like I. I but that's but that's also also really naive, because the way I'm probably going to die is just like everybody else, just a, a random accident or dying in a hospital. And dying in a hospital terrifies me more than anything in the world. Really? Absolutely. Hooked up. Oh God, no. Uh, Sterilized room. No way. Man, it's... Uh, I've had... There have been some people in our family pass away, like, in the last couple of weeks. And they are just so sudden. Like, just so... You know, like, some people, they're sick for a while, and then you, you know it's coming. But both of these pe- people, like... Like, one of my uh, uncles was, like... They went to Austin... And uh, he, I think he had like a seizure, like when he laid down at, at night, and uh, they just she my aunt called the paramedics, and they weren't able to revive him, and that was just it's like yeah, it's, it's awful. Like it's I don't know, <laughs> death. Like <Yeah. laughs> okay, I. I yeah, I thought we were gonna just talk about like, like hunting rules and stuff. No, 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 no. Like we're we're, we're getting we're getting through like uh, some good life issues as well. Uh, I mean, it's going back to like the river. Like for me, like the river is the the, the freeing aspect of the river. The freeing aspect of the woods is also like the scariest fucking shit. You know. It's uh, the the immense like wilderness that we have in, in in these states. Like you could walk, you could walk outside of a uh, uh, Boise, Idaho, and go ten miles northeast and be in immense wilderness, and you'd be lost forever. 
if he had no if if he had no training. Yeah. I mean, you could float on on the Cumberland River. You could put in at, at Shelby and float the Cumberland River, and you'd end up somewhere. But like, how would you how would you know how to get back to to home base? Yeah, it's hard. I don't, as a person who doesn't really go out like that, like you do, I don't, it's hard to, to, sometimes I, I mean, I know there's like wilderness, obviously, but uh, I just don't, I don't, I don't think about it. I think more about settled places (laughs) where people are, but. My my brother and I are planning uh, an, an elk trip. Uh, an elk hunt in Idaho for September, maybe October. Oh wow! And uh, like we, so, and it, it, it's a, it's a non-guided trip. Our first time out doing like this sort of hunt. Uh, so we're gonna fly into a city, rent a truck, and we have like camping gear our rifle and our validated tags for, for the animals that we want to hunt and then just walk into the wilderness. How long did you say that it's going to be? Uh, we're hoping to spend five days out there. Wow. We're hoping, we're hoping to spend five days. We're planning for seven uh-huh. in case we don't, we don't get it. coolest thing about this whole thing is <laughs> I say I say it's cool uh, the coolest thing to me about this whole thing is like we ruck in with our packs we shoot an animal we have to clean it in the field and then put the meat in our pack and huck it back to the truck are y'all how far are you going to be walking out we're I mean, looking at, at like ten to twelve miles. <laughs> and you're, you're gonna have, do you I'm think so you're excited gonna excited about that? I'm so excited about it. So you think each time you you kill an animal, you'll have to walk it all the way back? Oh, I mean, we're like we we're only gonna take two. Like it. it oh, okay. We have the chance if we like if we have the chance, like I'm going to kill an animal, an elk, and hopefully Blake kills an elk. That that would be the best case scenario, and that's looking at around, oh God, 400 pounds of meat, <laughs> hiking it from the kill spot back to base camp boning it out and then hiking it back to the truck and putting it on ice. At that point, do you have to, I mean, are you going to have to drive back home or because you can't like just take a No, no, no. No, you can, you can dry ice it. Uh, There's hotels around that like you can use their like freezer space. Like it's a you know, hey, I, I have like, you know, 400 pounds of meat. Can I put it in your 
your hotel uh, freezer? They're like, yeah, totally. And then you give them like a slice off of it, you know, like a drug dealer. Yeah. But it's, but it's neat. But it's really good meat. And then oh. you fly the, you, you, yeah, you fly the, the meat back home with you. Oh, okay. Wow. You'll have to come back on the podcast to talk about that. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping it it'll be a success successful hunt and not like a like the hunts that I've had so far where I I see nothing. Like all I did was hang out with my brother and have quality time with him for uh, five, seven yeah. days. Five yeah. Seven. Well that's that's what we say. Like it's you know, either it's gonna be the most awesome camping trip of all time or we're gonna have the most awesome camping trip of all time and come home with more meat to feed, you know, ten fucking families. So I'm trying to think if I have any other questions to ask before we wrap it up. I didn't think we'd go this long. Uh, We're at uh, uh-huh. do you want to do, do you want to do concluding thoughts? Sure. We're at uh, we're at an hour and thirty seven minutes. Well, it's not bad. I mean, we'll no. do some editing, but uh, yeah. I'm just uh, gonna put it up like this, you know, probably. I'm like, unless you want me to cut. I'll, I'll, I'll finish. I'll, I'll finish with with a concluder. Okay. Uh, like like hunting and fishing for me is 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 still brand new, but it's like it's a way out of the city. It's a way out of like this Nashville landscape that is so different to me. Like it's not the small city that like the small town that I thought it was for a long ass time. And there's uh there's so many fucking opportunities out there. To, uh, to hunt and fish that I just never I, I never I never delved into and I missed I feel like I missed a good 10 years of of uh, like quality time on 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 habitat yeah yeah sorry and I want to I, I want to encourage you to, you know, if you're not going to hunt or fish, but uh, maybe support like uh, hunters and fishermen, like conservation acts. How would a person uh, like myself or anyone listening who, if you've inspired them, like how would what what would that that look like? Like, uh, I mean. In, in in Tennessee, well, I, I think it's throughout the state. In uh in Tennessee, I know you can get uh, a trout some limited license plate, and it's it's a it's a license plate that has this like sexy fucking trout on it, and you pay an extra thirty five dollars for it, and it goes to Trout Unlimited, which all they're doing is trying to make uh, uh, clean water like clear water. Uh, uh, Streams and, and creeks, 
having clean water. So it's just like 35 bucks. Uh, I mean, you can do it through Ducks Unlimited, hook up with BHA, uh, Backcountry, uh, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. I mean, yeah, even going and buying like a, a fishing pole. If you buy a fishing pole, like that money goes into state's revenue for state parks, even in Texas. Does that matter? Like where? Does it matter where you buy the fishing pole? Nope, it doesn't matter. Like Walmart, it'd be the it, same thing. It it doesn't matter. There's a there's there were, there were two acts. I can't remember. There's one called it, the the one I remember is the funny name, Dingle Johnson, the Dingle Johnson Act, uh, and the Pitt, uh, Robert Robertson Pitt Pittman Robertson Act. That was the second one. Just not as funny. The Pittman, Pittman Robertson Act and Deacon Johnson Act allowed every time you buy fishing and hunting gear, it goes towards national parks, state parks, like it goes in, back into conservation of habitat. Man, I had no, I really didn't, I had no idea about that. Yeah. I mean, the hunters and fishermen, like, like we fuel, we fuel the, the fire of, of conservation. Like, we're, we're the guys that are, like, creating good habitat. It's, it should be, man. I wish it was, I, I wish I'd known years ago that, that that's the way it was, but, you know. Yeah. I know now, and now you know, and now we can just pass it on, I guess. Okay, so if people are wanting to find you, do you, I guess we've already said where they can find you on Instagram. At Bri- yeah, at Brian Goes Wild or uh, at Brian Elliott Carter. At Brian, Brian Elliott Carter is more like a kid photos and some Pido photos. At, Bri- at Brian Goes Wild is the the, the struggle of, of publicly and hunting and fishing. Yeah. And if you go to, if you I'm follow. I am following him for my Instagram photo uh, page. So if you want to find him through that, it's easy. It should be easy. Uh, yeah. And if if you're in Nashville and you want a margarita, I cook up a good margarita. Do y'all do margaritas at Fido no, or on, on, no? On, on no on my back patio. Oh. Not at Fido. <laughs> on my back patio. Just knock on the door. Just knock on the door where's and be like, where's my margarita? Where's my margarita? Like, oh, I, I, I got you real fast. Hold if, on. I, if I'm swinging through town, I'll, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's the only thing I'm going to do in, in Nashville. Just, hey, Brian. Yeah. Where's my margarita? <laughs> cool. I like, hey, uh, it's right here. I had, it, I had it ready for you. Right. I guess I'm going to hit stop. We've been going for a while. I mean, I, it's fine. I hope I hope people listen to this. I, uh, yeah, I think there's good stuff on there. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna stop the recording and then we can keep talking like normal. Okay. Thanks for listening, yeah. everybody. All right, bye. Bye.